Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Andrew Mean, joined by Justin Robert Young. Good day, mates. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Chip, chip, chiroo, friends. Welcome to the Weird Things oh. Show. Oh, digging up that old uh, that old greeting. That old chestnut. That's right. Yeah. Chip, 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 chip chiroo. Chip, chip, chiroo. That's a song, right? That's I've like heard it's problematic, though. Oh. I'm just going to tell you right Wait, now. the Jim Jiminy, Chim Chim Chiroo song is, is problematic oh, now? No. Did it get Which canceled? Is- well, apparently the uh, chimney sweeps. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, um, I mean, like, all right. That's some grad school stuff. Oh. That, that's anti. That's anti working class. So when you're when you're yeah, that's, sweep, a pe- that's a people's anthem. Yeah. When you're sweeping chimneys, you're going to get some soot on your face. Yeah. I told you. Uh, the time uh, that, <laughs> wait, that's what I told you. Is what? that it? I oh. think that's why it got canceled, oh, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I told everybody. you what I saw Dick Van Dyke in person. No, no. When? Uh, I was at a. It was at a party, and he had been there, and there was a show, and then he just. I watched him just like just skip and glide right through a crowd, <laughs> like just the most. Rela- I mean, he just was just so agile, like, oh, excuse me, da, 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 moving through the crowd, and, like, this gracefully just moved through this cl- crowd of people, and and I'm like, that's Dick Van Dyke, he's like, 90s, you know, and he's just... Should he be tripping on more stuff? What's going on? What? No, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's just, he's just elegant. very, he's, you know, he's an elegant athletic man, yeah. Yeah. Something, I guess he said he dances every day, and you can just, mm-hmm. walk by watching the guy, like, yeah, I believe it. So. Yeah. Big deal, so do I. I dance every I, single I day of my another, life. I dance every single I have a, day. I have a related story too, that was something I put on Twitter, but worth sharing was uh, so imagine you survive, you know, the the Nazi occupation, and then you go to Hungary, but then that starts to fall, and then eventually you you know you have your medical degree, and uh, in the 1960s, you go to Cedar Sinai, where you are a pioneer in surgical techniques like laparoscopic surgery, etc. Okay. Okay. Imagine the life of that person. Okay? Uh, very, yeah, very full, very, very technical. I'm sure very on on top of the ball, right? And it's not easy to be a doctor. Yeah, uh, you'd be 101 today <laughs> if you were George Percy, Doctor George Percy. And still practicing at Cedar Sinai in LA. Damn! Wow, that's uh, that's a feat. Hundred and one today. Hundred and one. Still right. on the staff. Salute to a legend. Uh, 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 taking nothing away from a man, and he's 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 currently still doing. Wait, no, he's a surgical pioneer. He's is he still he's doing, doing surgery? Techniques. No, they're not. They're not. They're not having him open you up. Justin I was right. gonna say, like, as I mean, as much as I would be like, oh. like, oh, uh, 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 kings to you, you are truly a pioneer. Like, I don't. Uh, can we get somebody fifty? He, he was. He was like the first person to put a camera on like one of those like laparoscopic uh, instruments and Damn. stuff. So he was using camera. He was uh-huh. real serious pioneer. 
So now he's got people he mentors and he works with a group of people and has ideas and bounces off of them. And he's still there. I watched an interview from last year. He's just he's still articulate and alert. And 101. 101. Dude, what a wow. king. And he looks great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Still teaches, still still innovates, you know, at 101. And uh, that was sort of like kind of a thing that I became aware of this week was a couple different stories because like, uh, I'll talk about the Cuphead show, but, you know, those, the guys who created the game Cuphead, you know, they were into construction. They didn't follow the traditional path. Very, very indie developers who then decided, hey, I'm going to go off and go, we're going to go build a game. Uh, the creator of uh, Elden Ring, you know, he did, he, Japanese uh, game industry is not exactly known for people coming into it lately or whatever. He was 29 before he got into the game industry. And now has created, you know, one of the biggest, hugest, you know, fantasy games ever with George R. R. Martin. And it's just, you never know, never too late to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Is this, are, are, you, are you telling us that this is you getting into origami? You're going to be a Andrew origami main? Bryce is going to say that for later. But. I was going to say, well, also, I mean, like that's a natural, it, the gateway drug was the, the pop-up books. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are, are we going to see Bezos and Musk? Uh, get involved in this Kanye uh, Pete Davidson feud because now you know Kanye's tight with Elon Bezos just announced today that Pete Davidson's going up to space uh, uh, I feel like we're now we are now elevating this uh, uh, to literal uh, uh, space level proportions uh I yeah. miss this. Pete Davidson's going to space. Pete Davidson's going to space. The comedian. Pete, Pete in space. <laughs> we already saw that SNL sketch with Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I mean, this was Kanye's got to go up first. Look, before Elon, Pete. Elon, send Kanye up first. <laughs> we, you can't well, have you can't have a man who's disrespecting uh, Kanye uh, 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 with your rival. That's ridiculous. I I don't know. I don't know what's absurd and what's not. I don't know if you saw what Elon Musk's tweet was last night, his late night tweet. Did you was. see this, Justin? I saw this. No, I did not see this. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I saw it. I didn't know if it was a joke or not, but he apparently challenged Vladimir Putin to single combat. <laughs> Which is... Uh... Richest man in the world challenges yeah. Vladimir Putin to single combat. Which, by um, the way, caps off a hell of a week where it was also revealed that he has another child with crimes that they were keeping secret before a reporter came over and heard a crying baby. That's right. I remember the. I only saw that part of the clip on or clipped out on Twitter, but it was the journalist sitting down with Grimes and hearing a baby cry. Goes, oh, huh. sounds like a baby. Not a baby, and then it cries again. It's like, is that another baby in the house? Yeah, it's it's you. I can you can you make it up? Maybe it wouldn't be. Did funny. you hear? Her, yeah, her her criticism about the lifestyle of living with Elon. No. Mm-mm. Uh, look at Grimes' quote. I, I want somebody else to read this Grimes' quote. Like living with Elon. Uh, bro, yes. bro does not live like a billionaire. Bro lives at times below the poverty line, to the point where I was like, can we not live in a very insecure forty thousand dollar house? where the neighbors, like, film us and there's no security and I'm eating peanut butter for eight days in a row? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. 
there's there's an art to celebrity that I, I think maybe Elon I feel Musk like has we it. need to reboot Green Acres. <laughs> like I feel like this is very Green Acresy vibes, but Grimes and Elon, uh, uh, that would be a good. I mean. I don't know. I mean, we'd have to have a, a little side plot where she apparently is now dating Chelsea Manning. But like, aside from that, uh, you know, I feel like that's that is a that's a very Green Acres kind of thing. This is I. We're in a we're in a time we live in a society. Is what you're society. trying to say is we live in a society. Just, you're just shaking up the bingo roller. Whatever. Grimes yeah. has a secret baby dating Chelsea Manning. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye Sierra Canyon is going to space. Pete Davidson is texting naked pictures and is it's up on Instagram. Bezos. At least Bezos, maybe Bezos wants to talk to Pete Davidson because it's somebody with a messier personal life than he had. <laughs> and he's just like, it's like, oh, so the Saudis didn't hack your phone? Oh, it was oh. just, you just send it to your friend to post it on the internet. Uh, That's interesting. <laughs> That's, I, wow. Do we know when Pete Davidson's going into space? I don't know. I, I just saw the press release. Uh, uh, I think oh, I'm on March. I, I'm on. I'm on the Blue Origin. Yeah, March twenty three. Wow, that's like next week. How do you follow Shat? How do you follow Shatner? Uh, you don't. I guess you don't. Well, I mean, Pete Davidson's a man about town, but I don't know that he's like. I celebrity I, I just I think we're just entering that phase of oh yawn yet another celebrity gets to go you know go on this hundred. I mean remember remember the, half million dollar ride to space. Remember the 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 the, the drum beat for like you know Lance Bass obviously our friend Richard Garriott uh, uh, went up like but that was like a thing. Stars yeah. in space. Now it's like Pete <laughs> Davidson's going up on a week and a half notice and uh. uh you know, uh, Tom Cruise is going to shoot action scenes up there. Like, like space is, is being, uh, 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 rapidly devalued. And, and the, uh, the, the Shatner one was a very similar, th like, I remember, I remember when we were talking about the Shatner one, but, um, uh, I remember at the time my prediction was this is so close to the launch that they're announcing this, that there's no way he's going to actually do it. Like they, they are, they must have really shrunk or it must be a very short prep time to get you up in space. We well, talked about that because it's not you're you're spending three minutes. It's it's an airplane yeah. flight with three minutes of weightless. It's the same. It's sure. not that much different than doing a vomit comet. You know that was. It's but when you like say going to check space, that's what people think, though. Well, but it's Blue Blue Origins going to space. It's an amusement park ride. I think I think just my mom. Space. I don't know if he's mocking me. No, 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 no. I'm mocking. I'm mocking Blue Origin. Well, Space. Nobody else could see it other than me and Bryce. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm back in your play, man. I'm your hype man. I'm, I'm... Everybody through through the power of visual mockery. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's that it's an amusement park ride. It's like it can be cool, but it's like it's not like the SpaceX like Jared Isaacman who's like throwing you know hundreds of millions of dollars down to like fly people in the. Yeah, real opportunity of a lifetime in pioneer technology. Like that's just no. That, that is cool. who are Bryce? Can you bring up this picture of the people that are going up with Pete Davidson? Yeah. Like all these people that are paid what I presume to be a, uh, an exorbitant amount of money to Blue Origin. <laughs> 
to go up into space. And it's like, oh, anyway, uh, 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 you know, here's Pete Davidson. Uh, <laughs> Not even top billing on the graphic <laughs> of this. It looks like a board me, like, 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 like the board of Walmart and Pete Davidson. I think, yes. I think it might be. Marty Allen is a CEO yeah. and Angel Investor. Pete Davidson, Sharon Hagel founded Space Kids, a nonprofit. Mark Hagel, uh, Jim Kitchen is a teacher entrepreneur. Dr. Neil uh, is the president of a company, a space company. So, kind of. So here's here's the, here's the dilemma for Pete Davidson: to shroom or not to shroom. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think. Uh, well, also, I don't know where the where the the his. I know he had some mental thing. I don't know if, if if rehab was was in there as as well, but uh, I don't know. It's just just. I, they, I mean, we're really. If this isn't a simulation, like, you know, uh, uh, then what? Then what would be sillier than this? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we are we are at the point of like Can we are I, at the, we, we are the cloudy with a chance of meatballs level. We got to stop saying that because we had this whole like like you know Trump gets elected. Oh, what's crazier than that? Like oh, now we're in a pandemic, and what's crazy? Every year it escalates. Remember, twenty twenty two. That's gonna be finally gonna be back to normal. Yeah. The summer, Great. the summer of love. When we're coming oh, back. now when World War Three is the <laughs> subject matter of like, well, if we do this, that is World War Three. But there is a reason why maybe we need to do this, and so when that becomes a topic in the newspapers, like, yeah, like the 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 joke I think we made a long time ago is like. You know, alien invasion is not off the table. Yeah, you know, I, I feel I, I, like, I feel like on on the crest of our modern society should just be a, a, a gif from Into the Spider Verse where John Mulaney's spider ham uh, shows up and it's just it can get weirder. <laughs> like that's that's just it. At that's every moment, meme. at every moment, we're just yep. Always expect I, spider ham to show up. <laughs> I like. I'm like, man. It started off as a almost sort of like some sort of 70s satire political novel you know the reality guy becomes the president yep. then it because that was a genre the 70s because of watergate all of that then it became stephen king's era with you know the global plague you know coming out and people dying and all this and then now we're in a michael Crichton book yeah and if i check my bestseller list we're heading towards our season went to Tom Clancy. It was Tom Clancy. I was yeah. going to say, I hope we don't right? hit Tom Clancy we're Tom next. Clancy. <laughs> we're headed to Michael Crichton. Michael oh. Crichton's next. Verse. We're headed. Okay, we're in Tom Clancy era, t- era right now. Now, Justin, so. is it Jurassic Park Crichton or Westworld Crichton? Oh, I, 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 I would, I would, I would defer. Too, I would, I would defer too, to gross. Maine on that. Uh, that that would be the most on-brand Maine question of all time. But uh, uh, no, I, 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 I am totally. I just, yeah. I, I believe we are at Crichton. We are or sorry at, at at Pete Clancy right now. Somebody is trying to make their way from from Minsk to Warsaw so they can bring the codes that can unlock the the. I've got to get thing the president. That happens before the other thing happens. Coffee yeah, recipe. we're at we're we're at we were at the stand, which was in 1978, published. Then we're in Red Storm Rising, which is a Clancy novel about Russia's secret plan. Uh, to invade, uh, not a Jack Ryan story, which was like 1984, 1985. So I think now we're at getting to Jurassic Park. Wow. Yeah. Or Sphere. 
or Sphere. I mean, Sphere is an older book, but it came out later. But uh, Well, here's what uh, comes out right now of yeah. my mouth. What is it? That you can go to patreon.com slash weird things and you can support this very show. Make sure that we keep rocking and rolling here, bringing you all the news that's fit to weird. And by the way, uh, yeah, it can get weirder. That's our new motto. It can get weirder. It can get weirder. It can get weirder, and it does each and every week thanks to you guys. So head on over there right now, patreon.com slash weird things. Get the After Things show where we uh, uh, give you real sauce and tips on how to uh, uh, be an independent creative because that's what we all are, and uh, uh, we, we, we bring you the, the news. And we give you the real, the real poop about... The things the that real, we're working on. The real poop. If and you want to know, I mean, we've talked about World's Greatest Con plenty. We've talk, talked yep. about uh, about Andrew's writing and, and mm-hmm. his voting projects. I've talked about marbles a lot. Um, if you are interested in the stuff that we do, uh, After Things is a good way to hear about how we do it and why we do some of the things we do. Yeah, and, and the decisions behind it. That's right. Patreon.com slash weird things. Get it early. Yeah, get it for us so we can eat uh, <laughs> peanut butter and an insecure $40,000 house where our neighbors are recording us. I just get like a privacy hedge. They make specifically plants for, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I did see there was pictures of Elon at, uh, there is, I guess, a a local uh, uh, Hispanic festival that happens around where the SpaceX launch was, or the SpaceX launch area is in South Texas. And he apparently at some zoning meeting early on had like said like, oh yeah, no, I'd love to go to the the the, the festival that happens. And then he just showed up, like no security, just uh, just a dude, a dad bringing his kid to the you know the the, the churro festival or whatever. It was ah yeah. uh, oh, man, it's fun times. That's fair. Yeah. It can get weirder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my research. Apparently, Sphere was published in 1987, which is after mm-hmm. Red Storm Rising. So it's going to be Sphere or Jurassic Park, folks. Now, please, you know. please correct that. In your home score sheets. Now, is Sphere yeah. a wheel? Are you guys on this wheel and door thing? No. What's that? The, the I, it's it's you remember the dress is the dress black yes. and blue or gold or white? Yeah. It's now what are there more of? Doors or wheels? Oh, I think I did see this somewhere. Yeah. What are a, there more in the world? Yeah. Doors or wheels? Doors or wheels. I I have a pretty firm stance that I think it's doors. But I. What do we count as a wheel, and what do we count as a door? Well, that's 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 the con- that's part of the conversation. Uh, Welcome to wheel door discourse. But I I think regardless, uh, see, okay, this is my okay. I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the secret cheat code for this for this thing for this okay. thing that everyone's talking about. Okay, yeah, the two of you. Is, is <laughs> I I think for no matter what level of scrutiny yeah. you apply to what you define a door and a wheel assuming you apply a fair level of scrutiny to both of them i think that they will be proportional uh regardless of how you define a wheel and a door so if you're saying like the wheel like like a ball if, bearing or something like would be a wheel then there is also something that is a very tiny door. A very you loose could... definition of a door. Got you. Yeah. And so that's that's my take is that I think I think I think the I think the definitions are not as important as people are making them out to be. But write in. Let us know. Yeah. Like we want we really we're 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 gonna push this one to the moon. <laughs> are you team doors or team Team wheels? Doors or Wheels? Main what do you think? It was a different uh well, I mean, the dressing was an easier thing because I was like, "What do you see, and how do you do it?" And you either 
you know, it kind of just showed how different people process color differently. This is, yeah, like Bryce says, this is well, or we, do, you know, once what, counting it as a wheels, it's counting it as doors. Is, yeah. Are cabinet doors doors? Like, mm-hmm. they're doors. I think that they are. <clears throat> you know, but so. some people are telling me that they're hatches, and I don't agree. Just a door doesn't well, have yeah, to be human sized. First, we have to agree on our facts, then we can agree on our opinion. Then we can just dis- <laughs> discuss our opinions. Like, literally, no, I mean, yeah. that's like if we can't, like, that's every, how to settle every argument. Let's first agree on the facts. Then we'll decide our opinions on this. Which and, is which is why know, I I have this like a definition free stance. Like like I, I I think everyone will have their own line, but I think it'll be proportional if you. I'm apply with the I'm same. with Maine though. This one sucks because <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's just a stoner conversation. Like the other one, like like the green needle one or the dress or something. It's like that is something that is innate to your way that you see the world, right? Like, like it's, you always are seeing what you're seeing. Yeah. It's interesting to say, Oh, I'm, I can't believe that other people don't see this as white or, or I can't believe that you hear this as green needle or the other one that, that you hear when it, when I it plays seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if you tell me your definition of it, then I'll give you my answer. I mean, kind of like, tell me how you define them and then I'll give you my best guess. Yeah. Like, or yeah, Laurel or, or Yanny. Can you, can you bring up the green, the green, are you familiar with this, Bryce? The green? Green needle audio. Oh, thing. yes. I, uh, the Laurel and Yanny thing I had heard. Green Laurel. needle. Yanny. But uh, yeah, this was a similar. Those thing. are. Yeah, oh. yeah, those are great examples of how. We think that we come to our conclusions based upon a lot of information, but our brain is just looking for a small pattern. Yeah. I heard brain. Weird. I definitely heard Green Needle at first, and then Brainstorm. Oh well, I, it went Second. the other way for me. I heard Brainstorm first, and then I heard, and then I heard Green Needle. I'm looking, so this one's obviously pretty bulky. Wow. Uh, but anyway, but that's that's something where it's like, oh, it's interesting because it shows the limitations of our brain, mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to just some stoner BS about <laughs> whether or not there's more scales or spikes or something like as if anybody has any sense of that. Like at some, all right, I will care when the one person does the super serious statistical, like uh, 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 based on manufacturing over the last hundred years, like a uh, 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 Atlantic article about it. But I have zero interest in the TikTok <laughs> discourse here. I I think it is I think it's just a fun mental exercise because it, it, it makes you it makes you say weird things on the internet like I own 28 doors and only there's 14 not wheels. enough of that that's true but I will say in as people who are in the market for content like it is great content <laughs> it is it is a great way that we can fill this uh, podcast by talking to each other uh, but that is why we I have to have a strong opinion about it so we can move forward and I'll be the anti one and you'll be the pro one. Green right, gentlemen, needle. I, I have a uh, boy meets girl. Oh boy and girl fall in love. Oh girl breaks up with boy. No, oh, no. boy's heartbroken. Oh jeez. Boy decides to get revenge. Well, wow. oh, now oh. this is sounding like a podcast my wife would listen to. 
nobody gets murdered. Okay. There is an element of harassment, and everything that does is wrong. But on the scheme of this is really clever. Uh, okay. Boy post. <laughs> you know those little signs you walk by that said like pull the tab. You know, like pull like the phone number one if yep, you need yep. house cleaning. Yeah, yeah, like a, a yeah, it's he, a phone quiet he, he he posts one up. Any guess what his says? Uh, uh, I mean, I can think of a lot of mean things uh, uh, that you would say let's about a, say spur- your goal a spurned is to lover. Get, to, I let's say your goal is not to get uh, is to get the mo- maximal amount of people to do this, <laughs> and and so people don't know that they're engaging in a mean thing. Oh, so it's, it's not for a good time call. This is probably something no, where it's no. like. I, I've lost. I, it, it, it's yeah. got to be like COVID information, right? Like call the CDC new hotline, call for COVID information. <laughs> oh, free tests. If you want free, free tests, tests. Yeah. yeah, that might be yeah. a way to do it. You could um, definitely blow up somebody's phone. How about like a that. contest? Oh, oh no. Lord, no. Con- how about a we're holding a who has the best Chewbacca roar contest? Oh, no. <laughs> Just call in and don't. Oh no! Just that's call all in and roar. Because then that's gonna fill up her voicemail too. Because then it's gonna be like, oh, it's I'll just, just leave Chewbacca it. On the no. You want to know what? I feel like I might have seen something like that when I was living in New York. Really? Yes. There was a. Uh, 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 I I believe I saw a call and leave your Chewbacca impression. Uh, on on a thing. Oh my gosh! Here's okay. Chewbacca roar contest. Call blank number. Leave a voicemail with your best impression. Winner announced via text in August. Best impersonation receives one hundred dollars. That's God. great. <laughs> well, I mean, the, yeah, I guess it's it's the most charming way that you can harass uh you can harass your ex. <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> the, this is from uh timesnownews.com the chewbacca roar contest isn't the only thing the man did to trouble his ex he even dumped a car with no wheels on the driveway outside her home oh jeez that's that's just uh maybe taking yeah. it a little too far well the chewbacca war is too far too i mean that, that that's yes. you're you're making well, somebody change their, you're you're making somebody change their number like that is oh, that is that's yeah that's a good me to justin Prince. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a don't hint, hint, no. But that's a good two buddies. <laughs> okay. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold thing. on. What if it was a forwarded like it's like a Google Voice, and they could break it by turning. So the you Google could voice turn off. off the Google Voice at any time, but until that happens. Oh, and you know what makes that so insidious is that even if she found, I mean. If if she got enough calls, she would probably put put two and two together. But you wouldn't immediately look at a flyer like this and see your own number. You could see a Google Voice number, exactly, which would which would actually mask your activities even more. Because oh. I I think that this is still harmful. I am still against this guy, but I do think it brings it to the border of not if not harmless, then mischievous. If it is not the I, real number, I but I mean like I think. I mean, I no, we have no, no idea what the circumstances of the breakup it was a friendly or not, or she's been I, terrorized by this guy. Yeah, so it's let's let's keep it on the side of she's the victim here, and this man is a monster. Yes. Uh, unlike like Chewbacca, no, not Chewbacca. 
There was a meaner Chewbacca that had a crossbow, and he was he would be a monster. Oh, right, not... that was the guy in the Mandal or not the Mandalorian, the Boba Fett show, huh? Yeah, they turned Same into thing. the Mandalorian for three episodes yeah. when they got bored too. Hi. <laughs> uh, uh, this is so. Uh, I would not look. I would not do this to anybody. I. I would not want to do this to anybody, but this. But would we be... should do it to Brian right now. <laughs> no, is, is that are we all on the same page <laughs> that we just need to give Brian's uh, give a burner phone number for Brian out and tell everybody to do there? I just I'm glad I feel I feel like I've got something in my back pocket now. Yeah, and I know there have been times in my life where I wished I just had someone's phone number and I could do something. I will say that uh, one time for a bit on. Uh, the then titled Night Attack, uh, I did have to tweet my real phone number out. <laughs> right. And I did. And I still randomly get texts from people that have my personal phone number because it was up on the internet for five minutes. I think, uh, do you want to know a funny story? I think uh, a couple of years before I started working here, I think that was how I got your phone number at one point. And I don't think I ever used it, but I think you had tweeted it out at one point. And so I saved it in my phone. <laughs> But I don't think I never texted or anything. So I, I think there was like a moment where once we actually met, I did not. Do no, you were at that I, show. No, you were before. At that no, show. it was before. It was before that. It was years before that. It, it was either I, I or maybe I it was previously Brian. tweeted my phone number. No, I, so. I, I only tweeted my phone number once. And I believe you were working that show. I remember right. a tech columnist, kind of reasonably well known, who accidentally put out his phone number. And then he panicked, and then he wrote a column saying, hey, here's the thing. Nobody called. You know, the Internet's a much quieter and politer place than you maybe you realize. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> maybe nobody <laughs> would have talked to you. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It's like... I gave you... my phone number to every girl at the party. None of them called me, which tells me people respect your privacy. Exactly. <laughs> It's like it's why this prank works. You can't just put the phone number. You have to have the chewy. You got to have the reason. I mean, the, the reality is, is that with the Internet, nobody cares until a lot of people care. Mm. <laughs> until probably yeah. more than you care to think about care. Uh, that is that is that is the key. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this guy. Sucks. Hey, Don't gentlemen, it sucks. Yeah, uh, it's that time of year this spring in the East Coast. Oh yeah. Weather changes. Yep. Uh we're out of I think skies. I think I think we're out of our last uh cold front here in Texas. I think it's I think it's gonna it's starting nice it's starting to heat up again. Yeah. And you know who knows this too? The, the Moro spiders. <gasps> An invasive species of spider the size of a child's hand is expected to colonize the entire East Coast this spring by parachuting down from the sky, says researchers at the University of Georgia. Uh, large horror spiders, millions of them are expected to begin ballooning up and down the East Coast. This is from Axios, by the way. Uh, so uh, look to your skies, everybody. Free spiders! Free spiders for everybody! So this goes in the the journalism wing of like the that we need to fill time and space with a dumb like nature attacks man story right like this well, is axios provides some helpful <clears throat> facts they are bright yellow black and blue and can grow up to three inches they likely traveled around the globe on global shipping containers 
similar to the bubonic plague. Not trying to scare you, but point, they just pointed that out. Yeah, their mm-hmm. life cycle begins early spring, but they get big in June and often seen in July and August. They're named for Joro, Jorogumo, a creature of Japanese folklore that can shapeshift into a woman or a spider before killing its prey. Oh. Uh, they're called Joro spiders, <laughs> and they're the, the size of your child. Because even the phrasing, the yeah. size of Are a child. Are your children texting Horo spiders? Uh, the size of a child's hand is is <laughs> even there. Like it, it is there to terrify you because you are you are bringing up the vulnerable. And you look at the spider, and it is huge. It's a big ass spider. It it's got like super long articulated legs. It's got yellow on it. it like it telegenic looks, spider. It looks a like very telegenic spider. Yeah, it looks like the spider of your nightmares. I now I, I Wait, well that's weird, Bryce, because that's all spiders. Yeah. Oh. Well, wait, hold on. Yes. Okay, yes, but the the Yes. <laughs> They're all all nightmares are created equal. <laughs> Um, but I, I heard in, I, I think it was in our Slack or maybe it was on, on Twitter or somewhere, but, um, I heard that this was not, I mean, obviously nature attacks, but, uh, this is not even a, a big deal, right? I, well, I mean, a big deal is, is in the eye of the beholder, right? Uh, uh, because I'm sure there's a lot of nature people that are like, oh, well this will affect blah, 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 or whatever. But like, they're apparently harmless. Or, or not predicted to be harmful, at least, in some of the follow-up reporting that I was reading on this. And uh, my issue with these stories is how many times have things like this happened that we just didn't write a clever headline for, and they happened and they went away, and that was, that was you know, it. <laughs> yeah, like this flu in Asia. All right. <laughs> well... <laughs> But but like like murder hornets, right? Like yes, there are exactly there is a species of hornet, and it is the murder hornet, and it is it is dangerous. But there's not a lot of it, so yeah. relatively Africanized bees. Yeah, mad was cow. another one. Well, mad cow disease is a real problem. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's jump into some picks here, folks. Yeah, let's pick it out. I gotta pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. What do you got? Uh, uh, one of the things I I uh, binged very heavily over the weekend, which I don't normally do. Normally, when even when I am watching something that is bingeable, I tend to pace it out. And I ended up watching all of this on uh, just on Saturday and Sunday. But the new season of uh, Formula One: Colon Drive to Survive is out on Netflix. Uh, it covers last year's uh, racing season. Uh, a season. This is like the no new. Other. The new season of this because this is a popular show that you've been a fan of for a while right yeah so this is about formula one and so this covers 2021's uh 22 races um and uh that uh, the like it already was a big season the title fight went all the way to the end there were a lot of big crashes and rivalries um and when i really got into this show last year which got me into like watching formula one for realsies uh I was like super enamored because they do a very good job of like pop storytelling. Like, yeah, uh, they condense everything down. There's clearly edits. I mean, you don't it's there are some points where it looks like a 2003 Fox reality show with how (laughs) obvious the edits are. Um, But uh, uh, but it does drive it brings you in and it gets you into those stories. So unlike 
Last year when I watched it for the first time and was learning all of these personalities, this was more of like, hey, the new season of Formula One start literally starts this weekend. Uh, uh, so here's a reminder of everything that happened last year. Um, and so it's kind of shifted in its purpose. And so now I just see it as like a reality TV show more. But there are really good stories and they do a very good job of telling uh, a lot of tension in what is a kind of long, drawn out sport, right? They only race every other week, kind of. Um, there's only 20 athletes in the sport so or in that league. Um, but I, I think they do a really good job of of showing you the stories and, and the excitement that happens in that sport. Um, and so this season was not a letdown. Uh, I think, I think that the, the real world things that happened were very interesting, were very compelling. Um, and I think that they tell it in the way that they tell those stories here. I soapy uh, yeah. reality showy. A, yeah. A little, a little, very, uh, it's it's weird because it's like clearly they are editorializing to some degree because you have to just cut everything down. Yeah, but all of that stuff happened. Like that, there were all those crashes and there were questions of why are they happening and who's doing what. But um, yeah, it's just a it's it's interesting and I think I think uh, you I think it is it's a worthy watch. So uh, it's called Drive. It, it's been, it's been a global phenomenon. I mean the the, the show has elevated F one uh, to yeah. the most popular level that i can remember in my lifetime so it, a lot of people that i know are watching it it's it's because of that show that they will be racing a second american race this year yeah miami at, right in miami <clears throat> right and uh the rumor is the very open rumor is that they're looking to add a third american uh race in las vegas in the coming years uh which would be the glitz and glamour of that sport um so yeah, Drive to Survive. It's on Netflix. I remember, I remember going to a Grand Prix in Miami when I was a teenager with my brother. Yeah. And uh, Lowenbrow car crashed. Driver survived. And uh, somewhere my brother and I have pieces of the Lowenbrow car. Whoa! <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. glass showered everywhere. Yeah. You know, we were further away from it. We get up to it and there's pieces of fiber. There's pieces of the car. That, that was the only time I ever... Well, no, probably not the only time, but one of the few times that I can remember taking the tri-rail, which is the, the, you know, the closest thing that South Florida gets to public transportation to go between Broward and Miami was with my family to go see F1 in Miami. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was like, you're definitely s standing on a street and these cars are really fast. Yes. And it, and you know, it's, it's, it's boring if you don't, no, yeah. the drivers or any which of the was for me boring. It was about as boring as these uh, gigantic space shuttles uh, <laughs> uh, uh, flying by city streets could possibly be. And that's that's the strength of the show is there are stories here. This is what they look like. And, and I think what you've pointed out is accurate that like when you only have twenty characters, then you can make four or five of them main characters, mm -hmm. and they're constantly interacting with each other, which is. Important and and doesn't happen in uh, you know a lot of other American leagues because uh, you know there's just too many people. Yeah. Hey, I got a pick. What's your pick? Uh, Our flag means death. Ooh, yes. On the HBO Max, and I presume HBO as well. Uh, just HBO Max. It's a Max original. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not on on. Uh... I would not expect it to be. If... I mean, who knows? Whatever. Well, yeah. It's all the same thing to me. Uh. uh... You know, it's 
obviously in the vein of uh you know fly to the concords or what we do in the shadows it's from the the taika watiti universe the the the, the taika verse um with uh, reese darby as a uh, uh he was the the manager of flight of the concords um he is a, a a foppish dandy who has decided to try his hand at piracy uh the show very much kind of bounds back and forth between wackety schmackety kind of gag comedy and more realistic this man is in over his head and obviously going through a crisis uh much in the same way that, that what we do in the shadows does it it's not unfortunately what we do in the shadows has four characters and four four characters that are probably going to be among the best work that all the actors are doing uh, and that's it's hard to compare it to this, but it's a charming, fun little show uh, uh, that I have enjoyed thus far. Yeah. And it 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 feels it feels a lot like what we do in the shadows, but it is not the same mockumentary format or documentary format. That, yeah. That that show has. And so what you get is just kind of a goofy little pirate show. Like there's tension and there's action and, and emotional uh, weight to it. But like uh, I was, I was looking through the screenshots here on IMDb, and like just this shot of Fred Armisen and Reese Darby with like tasting trays and of tapas. Food. They're going to tapas. meet the Spanish, and so they bring tapas. And it's a funny joke about how they, the Spanish are, uh, they they cannot be, they cannot resist tapas. Yeah. Uh, so it's that. It's it's goof. It, it is a goofy. It is a very goofy show, show. but in the same way that. You know, uh, what we do in the shadows will kind of just every once in a while club you over the head that being a vampire is an extremely lonely life. Uh, they'll, they'll hit you with some real emotion. There's definitely that element here where uh, you are just kind of reminded, oh, this is a grim world, but we're having some wackety schmackety jokes. And also, uh, I, I don't I, I, I never I haven't looked into it, but their release schedule is interesting because. Uh, they've put out the first three episodes, and then this week they put out another three. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. I'm I'm behind then. I yeah, I yeah, me too. Uh uh, yeah, good stuff. And uh uh, yeah uh uh, uh it is certainly overcast as well. Like the, mm -hmm. the the cameos are are there to stand out. Uh, and also I do like the one thing that I do enjoy is that they seem to have kept. Of an international cast using all of their natural accents, total hodgepodge. So it, it, there's no there's no universal accent like like all the pirates don't sound alike. The ones that are South African sound South African. The American ones sound American. The British ones sound British. The the, the New Zealanders sound New Zealand. So yeah. it is a, it is a constant just uh, accent. Uh, uh, let uh, me blender. Let me ask you a question. How much do you guys know about the history of piracy or the history behind the show? I do know that it is a real story. He yeah. is a, a real person. Yep. And then I read an interview with the showrunner that said past that they refused to do any research because they didn't want to do <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't want it to to box them in on this pirate story they wanted to tell. Steve, but this is Steve a, Bonnet. Yeah, real yeah, real, real guy. Real 
really was the gentleman pirate, really was doing that, really did become friends with Blackbeard, really did, you know, their crews get together. Like, that stuff is, like, all the high points <laughs> is all real. It's all real. Like, and it's just, that's why you can see they were just excited about that premise of, like, because you're like, oh, that's okay. What if I were there? And you're like, you're like, oh, wait, that was, like, that. that's that Steed bought at the jet. Like, that's real. And Because yeah. there are points where, you know, if you, you remember growing up in Florida, your little pirate history and all that, yep. you'd sort of realize... Oh wait a second! Like that was a real. Th- that's what's so crazy about it. Is some of the most crazy elements about it. No, that that happened. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I found fascinating about uh, reading the, some of the behind the scenes stuff is that they had actually uh, uh, auditioned a bunch of. They wouldn't name the actors, but they were like, "We we were looking for a top of the profession, like either dramatic or comedic actor to take this role." And they were like becoming terrified because when people would read it, they would realize like, oh, wow, this character is really unlikable. <laughs> like <laughs> it is really he's really unlikable and it's really grim. And we've written this silly show and it wasn't until they cast Reese Darby, who has this unflaggable kind of optimism to him that you just kind of want to root for him, even if you know he is an imperfect character that they were like oh thank god like somebody can actually like like you get permission because of his performance to find this funny where otherwise it's just like a man ruins his life and and uh is is the worst person on the planet yeah Yeah. it's yeah i I hadn't even thought about it until you mentioned it but yeah if it was a more dramatic or someone who was more of a period piece act actor uh a lot of that stuff would not play very well. Abandoning your family and putting a dozen strangers in harm's <laughs> way so you can flop around pretending to be a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. And there are, there are times where this is like, you know, little rascals level wackety like humor. <laughs> so uh, uh, it is. Well, they have like, yeah, it's a point where like uh, somebody, I think, Izzy says to, you know, Blackbeard, like, is Black, oh, we thought it would be fun. Like, you know, some of our men died doing this. He's like, they knew what they signed up for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, pirate. it's part of the game. Yeah. Dying. <laughs> and uh, from, uh, I only saw the first three episodes, but I, I also think that it's been doing a very interesting uh, job of, of working around this theme of masculinity and having a lot of overt... <laughs> oh. Uh, 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 yeah. an explicit um, you know uh, I, I, I think there's only one heterosexual romance. relationship on the entire boat <laughs> yeah and it's I think I, I think I think that will be the outlier in this <laughs> I think it's gonna be hey everybody else is gay yeah. yeah it's you know these are all these men that went to sea with other men <laughs> to <laughs> get away from and it's interesting that they're kind of leaning into it in a lot of cases I I I think yeah. that's it's it fits, and it's not a weird, not in a weird way. It's just you're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, my pick is Cuphead, the cartoon. Oh yeah, on Netflix. So Cuphead is a game, video game, which was made by two brothers who decided they were, you know, wanted to come up with their own, you know, game at the height of kind of like you know the start of the the indie games becoming bigger. They were inspired by Super Meat Boy. Said, let's go make a game. Again, these guys had worked construction. They weren't in the game industry, and they came up with the Cuphead premise and the idea of using this old 1930s-style animation, which became the game everybody knows. And then they made a deal for Netflix to do a cartoon series. 
They're doing 48 episodes in total. The first 12 are up right now Damn. on Netflix. And they're like 11 uh, minutes, right? They're, I mean, they're... they're Yeah, like 11, 12 minutes, yeah. Uh, and I enjoy them thoroughly. The voices are great. Uh, the, the the character voice, the guy who does the... I was looking up some of the character voice actors, like, I don't think I've heard some of these people before. And some of them are kind of, I think... This is sort of the first bigger role they have. The guy who does Cuphead, his name is True Valentino, and I found his YouTube channel with some very funny videos. Uh, but uh, it is just everything. I very, very much love the cartoon. They're done in that style, but for kind of a faster-paced, more modern sort of audience. But animation style, it harkens back to that 1930s era, the storylines and stuff, and just so much fun. Good for them, man. I mean, uh, to, to make something that's original IP and 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 secure the bag like that man when you're when you're on those those uh animation contracts sweet yeah uh yeah i i, I think i watched the first one and I, I i liked it but um i haven't gone back to it but i i did like it and the animation like is different than what it looks like in the game uh because it's so expensive the way that they did it in the game uh but uh, yeah, it's cool. And like, you can watch it with your kids. It's not like adult animation necessarily, uh, which is kind of the trend right now. Yeah. To do yeah. like, oh, here's a fun thing, but also it has the F word that yeah. somebody's going to yeah. have sex. Oh, you can't be doing that. Not, not in, in Cuphead. Not with the Cuphead. No, Cuphead's there for the whole family. Very cool. The Cuphead show. Oh, I'm a fan. Boom. Nice. G- gentlemen. Yeah. It's been weird. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. 